Welcome to Simple Evolution, the show where we try to evolve through honest conversation. Each week, we break down thought-provoking news and interesting findings from science and the humanities. Making sense of our dynamic world requires meaningful conversations. Our aim with this podcast is to further understand the world and our place in it. Wear a hard hat, but keep an open mind. Let's get started. Better understanding our complex, dynamic world and how to evolve within it. Our episode today deals with internet search, the battle for local journalism, and the dependence of countries on the U.S. duopoly, Google, and Facebook. So the article we're going to dissect today, initially seen on BBC, but a lot of news outlets have been covering the situation, is how Australia could be one of the first major players where Google completely departs from the country. And so I guess the first question I want to pose to you today, just to understand how relevant Google search is to all of our lives, is yes or no, do you use Google search? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously I use Google search. Yeah, okay. I, I feel like I, I always saw the statistic and it was like 90% of people in Australia use Google search and I was shocked that it was only 90%. Totally. And that's what I think is interesting is if someone were to ask me, okay, well, if you didn't use Google search, what search engine would you use? I think that's an interesting question because most people don't even consider using an alternative search engine. Or the, don't even know them. Like I remember Yahoo as a kid, but I really couldn't remember the last time I used something else. Yeah, totally. Or when you're using a Microsoft service, for example, say PowerPoint, and you're able to look at images online, it's all through their Bing server. And people are like, oh, what? I've never used Bing. Is, is this any good? And so I think that's kind of an interesting thing is we understand just how dominant Google search is not only in Australia, but in pretty much most parts of the world. I know there's places like China where they kind of have their own versions of Google and there's other countries where it hasn't really penetrated as well globally as it has in other countries. But the first thing I really want to dive into is the Prime Minister of Australia, Scott Morrison, has basically come out against Google to say, look, you need to start paying royalties for fair journalism. And so what he means by this is Australian newspaper revenue has been on a decline uh, since As 2000. In most places. Yep, for sure. And so a little bit of statistics here. Back in 2005, Australian newspaper revenue was uh, roughly $5 billion, whereas in 2018, it's only $3.5 billion. So it's reduced by 30%. And Google reported earning uh, at least gross revenue $3.7 billion in 2019. So what you're seeing now is you're seeing a lot of news outlets having to rely on Google because all of their consumers are using Google search. And what the Aussie government is trying to say is, look, Google and Facebook should be paying a fee to allow these news platforms to put their links on this search. So that if you're someone in Sydney, Australia, and you wanna read a article that deals with relevant news in Sydney, by clicking on the link through Google, that news outlet or media outlet should be given a, a small sum of money. And so I guess the question to you to begin is, are you in favor of what the Aussie government is trying to put forward? Or is this just something inevitable that we just have to accept? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough question. I mean, I'm in favor of, of regulating these uh, kind of Leviathan internet groups, but the question is in what way? And the reason why Google doesn't want to um, 
be kind of checked in Australia, especially with this kind of law, is it's a world first. With Australia doing this, it'll set a precedent for other countries to follow. And regardless of what you think about, you know, journalism, is it good or bad? From Google's point of view, it's it's will it'll be a detriment to them monetarily. Um, and part of me really wants to kind of support this legislation just for what it would do um, for journalists. And I think um, Scott Morrison made a good point, the prime minister there, about how journalism and a good functioning news media is so important to democracy. And that should be something that Google's on board with, but uh, in its current kind of state, that's not those kind of regulations is, isn't anything what Google would want. And I mean, I don't think they'd be in favor of any regulations. Um, but yeah, it's, it's about finding the balance. I'm interested to see where this story goes. The quote that really got me at the end was where Tim Berners-Lee, the guy who managed, uh, created the internet, yeah. Um, what is it, Tim Berners-Lee? Yeah, the World Wide Web, Sir Tim Berners-Lee, yep. Tim, Sir Tim Berners-Lee. Yeah. Okay, I thought I was missing part of his name. It was the Sir. It's the Sir. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, that's very good, a Sir, if you create the internet. Yeah. Um, he said it would, uh, what Australia is doing would be negative toward world internet. And I just wanted to get your take on that. Do you, do you know where he's coming from? Kind of. So I guess the interesting thing to touch on what you just mentioned is if you were to just look at the survival, I mean, Google can easily survive where all these local companies can't. So they're, they're scrapping by, they're trying to figure out ways to survive. And amidst COVID, there's been a lot of negative impact to most of these local media outlets, whereas Google's actually been thriving. So for Tim Berners-Lee saying that, I guess maybe some of the worry he's thinking of is that if Google completely pulls out from Australia, this could open the floodgates for other countries, depending on if those Aussie media outlets could begin to flourish to some extent, like at least, which I they, they must, right? Because they should be reaping some of the profit back. So what I'm worried about is the internet, to Tim Berners-Lee point, should just be an open platform. So it should be, look, Google's here. If you want to use it, great. If you don't, you know, that's that's fine. You can move on. Aussies don't necessarily need to use Google search for all their day-to-day -day searches. It's just because Google is pretty much the household name. It owns 90 to 95% of the market share for search. It's difficult to think of a situation where you're not using Google. Plus, a lot more content, a lot more data is going through Google servers, so they're able to make it more optimized search for their customers. But I think Australia has all the right if they're thinking that the way it's being handled um, in terms of the impact to the local journalism, local media outlets, I think that's fair to say. But it, it does pose the question where, let's just say this actually happens. Google and to keep it simple, Facebook as well, because they've said, look, if kind of Google's out, if you're going to suppress us or make us pay royalties for airing your local news on our platform, we might leave. If that actually happens, who do you think fills the void? Or do you think Aussie's capable? That's an exciting question, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very exciting question. Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, what the hope is maybe a local kind of search engine would come in and and fill the void, or maybe it's a lesser known uh, search engine, or at least less popular search engine comes in and maybe uh, starts develop, to develop even more. Like let's say, just for instance, Yahoo starts to get a hold in Australia and then 
you know, slowly if the situation repeats, Google gets less and less, you know, kind of dominant over the whole industry. And the other thing that really stuck out to me was what does this mean for other Google services like Google Maps and Google Home and um, this kind of thing? Do they still operate the same way? And slyly enough, Google hasn't answered this and hasn't, isn't being very forthcoming because if they kind of give all their cards away now, uh, it would make the decision maybe easier for Australians. Yeah, so that's another factor we have to think about, have to think about rather. For sure, and I completely agree with that. I think that's a, a beautiful and important point, which is you're not just losing search. You could be losing all aspects of, of Google itself. And for me, I mean, I've, I've got a Gmail account. I'm pretty active on that. It's nice because everything can be synced. Uh, events that I get on my email, I can put to Google Calendar. And there's just its own ecosystem, really, is what Google evolved into from starting as a search engine. So that hasn't necessarily been confirmed, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if Google search is removed from Australia, if access or maybe potential updates to other parts of the Google ecosystem are also kind of left out of Australia. Yeah, that's fair. So what do you think about just the dominance of Google in general, being that it's a kind of a foreign entity and, uh, you know, it's a U.S. firm operating in another country that now is coming to blows in terms of, uh, you know, their governance. Yeah, and I guess one of the first things to say here is, generally speaking, the relationships between, say, the U.S. and Australia are, are pretty good. So what's interesting here is you have, and it just so happens that Google is a U.S. company, but this could basically just be a dominant power in some other country. But in terms of search, it dominates search in a foreign market, which would be Australia. And the real kind of threat here, especially to Australian democracy, is the longevity of these local journalism outlets, these media outlets, because even though their content is being put onto Google, they believe they're not getting adequate compensation for the information that they're tr trying to provide to their own local citizens. And as a result, over time, Google will become stronger and these media outlets will appear to be weaker and to an extent, this has been accelerated during COVID. A lot of news outlets have had to reduce their budget for digital advertising, which means less people will be able to actually see their stories on Google, which, again, 90% of the population in Australia is using. I think what's interesting is going to be the longevity of these companies moving forward, because with Google and this, the way the, the revenue is kind of circulating between, say, the search engine and maybe not adequate compensation going back to the outlets that are providing the articles for their citizens. It's going to be interesting where over time there's going to be a void created by Google in these foreign markets where their own citizens who rely on the product won't really understand that in the background they're media outlets are quote-unquote dropping like flies and so i think it'll be an interesting situation to play out i'm not necessarily sure that there's no change on the horizon so regarding the royalties the prices nothing like that was specified for obvious reasons but i don't think it could be far-fetched where maybe a smaller percentage of what maybe the aussie government is trying to petition for could be achievable and could be a, a reasonable compromise but that would also open the floodgates for a variety of other countries to also impose royalties that they would have leverage over Google for saying, look, you allowed the Australian, you, you said you would give X percent royalties to these Aussie companies. Why are we any different? 
And that's so, why it's so contentious, this first kind of milestone case. I also, it occurred to me that we're talking about a lot of the positive sides here of, of what would happen if there was a settlement or perhaps, you know, what could be super positive for Australian companies that come in and fill the void with their own search engines. But then a situation arises where you don't have Google in Australia anymore. So the very information that you're giving to your population or your population is allowed to search becomes different if this situation was to play out in other countries. Let's say other everyone has their own kind of search engine um, and Google dominates in some countries, other search engines dominate in other countries. And then the problem you have with that is everyone's kind of getting different information because information is is tied so closely to search engines now. And it's the same thing you see in China is you Google or you can't use Google. You put Tiananmen Square in the Chinese search engine and nothing comes up. And Tiananmen Square obviously was the, the protest against the Communist Party where, you know, hundreds of students were killed by the military. And they've just scrubbed that off the internet in China. And for the same reason, they don't allow uh, Western applications. So this is kind of the the huge negative side that that would happen if you if you didn't allow um you know this is kind of the negative side of regulation is probably what i'm getting yeah totally and i think if i have it right i think the company in china is called baidu is their equivalent Perhaps. of google yeah, i don't know yeah but what i another thing that is just very interesting about this whole situation is the emergence of other more popular search engines. So again, I still think Google is the dominant player, but what I think over time is going to play out is the importance of privacy because a lot of us are very concerned with what are the tech giants doing with our data? What third parties is our data going to? Why are we unaware of kind of everything that's going on behind the scenes? Do we have a right to know exactly where our data goes? Uh, so on and so forth. Because there are search engines, one that comes to mind is DuckDuckGo, which oh, yeah. has seen a huge uptick in usage. And I think this, let's just say this actually plays out where Google does actually leave a market like Australia, not that it's one of Google's largest markets. I mean, it's it's a market, but it's not like Google is suffering if they were to be removed from uh, Australia. What I would think is interesting is if you're an Aussie, I would probably then start to go for something like DuckDuckGo because I think privacy concerns have become so mainstream, but also so warranted in our society that DuckDuckGo seems like a reasonable outlet. I guess another thing to ponder that I would pose to you is if Google were to leave Australia, do you think there's any incentive for Microsoft's Bing to, I guess, extract more of the, the market value by maybe offering like very, very small royalties to these companies, if that would mean that they gain 90% of the market. I'm not sure. If, yeah, if absolutely. That's something... I mean, the, the, the other powerful players or reasonably powerful players will, will try to, uh, to come in. And it's, it's so funny because we're talking about, you know, Australia, like it's this abstract situation, but I'm just trying to situate myself. Like if this was ha to happen back in Canada and I was living there, and just every other major developed country in the world, except for, I guess, China and probably some other authoritarian states, has, you know, Google and everyone knows what it is. Everyone kind of likes it. It's it's taken for granted and it's a convenience. And just to have that removed from your life um, would be pretty, you know, annoying at first and, and feel kind of unfair. 
That's why I think it's so important for people to really get educated on this topic. And from what you've seen from the reporting is people are, are mad at both sides. They're mad um, at Google for, for flat out not willing to being not willing to negotiate. And they're mad at Scott Morrison for his kind of inflammatory rhetoric and um, pushing the situation kind of into a political game of cat and mouse. Yeah, totally. And I think it's a complete game of cat and mouse. And you bringing up Canada is very interesting because what if within a year or so, if that situation came to the point where the Canadian government felt the same way? Like what if the, I mean, if I don't think Aussie is the only country out there, or rather Australia is the only country out there where their local media outlets are suffering and they're trying to speak up about it. I wouldn't be shocked if a similar situation was going on in New Zealand or in Canada. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I do think that the internet should ultimately just be an open ecosystem. So Google polling their service, I mean, that's going to be, I guess, very difficult because as we already mentioned, the service of Google isn't just search. It it ties into so much of our lives now. It's It's our email. It's our... Google Home, it's Google Calendar, it's Google Maps, Maps. it's, it's yeah. everything that we sync and we use day to day. So it would have a huge impact if all of that were to be shut down tomorrow. But the value of search, I guess the last thing to discuss is, do you think as humans, search has made us less intelligent, more intelligent in terms of what, how we word our searches and our efficiency to like find our information or kind of neutral, like with or without search, we're pretty much the same. I think we're, we're gaining a lot of crystallized intelligence, which is like knowledge accumulation. We're gaining a lot more of that, but we may be, may be coming at the cost of some of our fluid intelligence. We may be less industrious or, or kind of quick thinking. Um, if every, this isn't necessarily to do with Google, but if if every um, thing you type incorrectly is just autocorrected, or in terms of Google, you don't you, you're not you know seeking information, you're just kind of relying on the first result that comes up immediately when you want to have an answer to something. Um, you're not really, at least I don't often, unless it's an important thing I'm researching. If it's just you know some common history or something, I just look at the first result. So we're becoming less critical and i i think i've spoke about this before is that's some critical thinking is definitely something that we should be engaging with more um so it's hard to know whether we've got smarter i think it just it depends on how you define it Mm -hmm. yeah and i i agree with that i think the critical thinking side is is what we need to make sure we strengthen and that's what we can apply to the search engine the search engine itself should be all the things in terms of memory components that aren't necessarily relevant to us because we might not always need to know the date of when a war or when a big trade occurred between two nations. Like that's not entirely relevant to our day-to-day lives, but Google search serving as a massive memory bank is critical. But for us to lose our ability to critically think and have the search engine think for us, that's where the danger arises, I think. But yeah, with that said, um, it's been a great episode. I think search is something that is not going to go away anytime soon in our lives. And uh, great chatting with you and talk to you on the next episode. We'll see how it plays out. Yes, we will. All right, peace. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We hope you gained some new insights. Tune in next week for another fresh topic. 
Until then, stay curious and think differently.